Hello, I'm Leroy Garcia, and this is Blue Rain Gallery Podcast. Today, we're in my home studio in Albuquerque, uh, doing a Zoom with a Doug West. Welcome, Doug. <laughs> Good to be with you, Leroy, from uh, the southern tip of the Baja Peninsula. I'm in Todos Santos, Mexico. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> beautiful on the Pacific, about 60 miles north of Cabo San Lucas. Mm, nice. And in my studio space. Yeah. Well, we wanted to uh, bring people into Doug's studio. Doug West is an artist extraordinaire, as most of you know. He's To me, he's a genius. He's one of the more innovative artists that I have ever represented. And I have represented a lot of great uh, innovative artists. Um, Doug has had a wonderful journey uh, as an artist. Uh, I am I, amazed at all the things that he has accomplished in life. And the journey from where he started to where he's at now is just incredible. Um, from working in clay to producing models and mock-ups, actually uh, teaching himself how to paint with oil paints, which is a whole, did all different mediums. And uh, it's taken about, what, 45, 50 years in this journey, Doug? Well, I'm not quite that old, but I did have <laughs> birthday last weekend. Yeah, I, uh, I, I got my degree uh, from USC in 1970. So, okay. yeah, that's a, that's a lot of years, although I didn't start a full-time career until uh, nine years later. Yeah. In art. Yeah, so why don't you just give us a brief uh, synopsis of your journey? Yeah, well, I remember you asking me this question <laughs> during one of our podcast interviews and, I, and asking me about my early experience with art. And I said, well, you know, I, I never took art classes. I kind of backed my way into it. Um, I've always loved using my hands to create. And... Um, I was given a set of oil paints one Christmas by my mom when I was in high school and definitely got lost in working and painting at night. But I was doing seascapes at, from a, a manual showing me how to kind of step by step how to do it. And, um, and then I took a class in ceramics in college and I just loved doing it. I loved working with clay and and I, I had no idea of uh, a career. I was just enjoying being in college and taking art classes. <laughs> but lo and behold, I got my degree in fine arts and majored in ceramics and taught ceramics for the Army in Hawaii. And then ultimately, uh, after living uh, on Oahu for about three or four years, got island fever. Might as well have thrown a dart at a map and it hit Santa Fe, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, so I moved there. And honestly, if I, you know, you, it's interesting to look back on one's life and think, well, if I hadn't gone there, what would have happened? Santa Fe really unfolded a career for me, uh, un, not directly, not by intention, but I started making silkscreen prints um, in the evening as a hobby. I was working as a model maker at Los Alamos. And I, you know, I got in an arts and crafts fair and I started, I sold a bunch for practically nothing. And, um, and I kept at it, you know, and it's, it's true of all of my work, you know, that because 
working alone, you have to have uh, perseverance. And so I, I really enjoyed doing it. I kept at it and, and started getting, uh, actually got representation in Santa Fe at Lane Horowitz Gallery. And, that was a big deal. That's that was a major gallery at the time. It was a major gallery at the time. I was a walk-in. <laughs> I'm sure you see them every day, mm -hmm. and it just it just happened to click. And I had another similar thing happen about the same time frame, and so my career began. That's when I decided to um, start work as a full-time artist. Well, you know, um, when I first started my journey into the art career here. Um, I had uh, my, my ex-wife, Tammy Garcia, we got her into a gallery in, in Albuquerque, Andrews Pueblo Pottery. And I think that was the first place I saw your, your work. And I, I was impressed with it right off the bat uh, because of the detail. But as impressed as I was, I, I was ser seriously undereducated on what you were creating and uh, how complicated those prints were to make. Yeah. And the fact that you taught yourself to make those screens, how, how many screens up to? It well, it's, yeah, it's making a stencil and printing ink through a silk screen to print a given area. And think of it as a jigsaw puzzle. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, and I'll hold this up. Here's a serograph. You know, every area that you can see of color there, of like in the clouds, there are many, many variations of shadow and whatnot. This is at Chaco Canyon, which will relate to paintings I'm going to show later. But um, it's a jigsaw puzzle. It takes forever to do. You have to be really be patient. Uh, so 60 colors, sometimes up to 120. So 120 screens <laughs> cut out. Yeah. That Nobody was doing that. Nobody wanted to touch it. I uh, Early on, I, I told you this before I started seeing people copying my work that was very simple at that point in time. And, um, yeah, I got more determined to make it. If somebody wanted to copy the style, then they're going to really have to work at it. Well, the, the, the reason I wanted to uh, re, revisit that was the, the time and patience to educate yourself and to teach yourself. And you have done that now, uh, not just with the, the serographs, but with your originals, you've had to teach yourself a pointillistic style and the amount of time that it takes. It makes your work very innovatively different than anything else as far as landscape painters that I'm aware of. It has a different signature. And, you know, I see continuity from serographs to painting in terms of graphic design and what, to me, are the elements that, that make it unique and speak to a moment in time and, and the spirit of being out in nature alone. But I'm able over now 12 years of time working with you, Leroy, because you've given me the opportunity to have an annual show. That to me is a constant exercise in refining my technique, getting closer and closer to the vision that I want to capture. And some of that has come forward from elements that were in the serographs and in a much more refined way. Well, what's also interesting <laughs> is that I find as I get older, it's harder for me to change and innovate. <laughs> but you, you're a very blessed person that way. And uh, there, there's a few artists in the staple that are like that, that as, as they're getting older, you're getting better. And you, you're you. 
constantly experimenting and pushing. And that is beautiful. And I, I want everybody to appreciate that about you because that's yeah. well. It's, and and at this point in my life, it, it's I feel so blessed to have this as my career, the journey of being an artist. Because you know, I go through that. People think, well, he's a professional artist. He's been doing it for, for over forty years. It must be like what's the, the cliche water rolling off, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Every time I start a new series and look at the blank canvases and have to draw compositions and then commit to actually putting color on canvas, it's, it's tough. And you'll see it <laughs> in some of the work that I'm going to share today because there are a lot of pieces that are roughed in, unfinished, and you'll see where I've uh, gone back after an initial attempt and drawn in with charcoal and how I plan to, uh, in the next stage to refine it. But it's constant unfolding, uh, constant angst, and then problem solving. And well, it keeps me young. Another great thing that I want our audience to appreciate, uh, because of that, you know, uh, Doug is not a machine. So there's a very limited <laughs> amount of paintings we get a year, maybe 20 total uh, uh, actually 20 or less Leroy and they uh, you know my mantra is whatever it takes to satisfy myself as the best I can do then I'm done people you know fret about once a painting done for me if that's the 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 marker and and so I I don't produce a lot of work and that's that's actually bodes well for collectability and that's uh, that's why you you are growing and uh, have you have a lot more room to grow um, let's talk about your October surprise, your show. Oh, my show. Yeah. Interesting. You know, of any show that I've done for you, this one, even though it's kind of split in theme, I'm trying to think of, you know, what canyons, I don't know. I, um, I, after the last opening and show that I had with you last October, I bought a new camera and I decided to take a little side journey on my way back to Todos Santos and spent some time in Chaco Canyon and spent some time on the south rim, rim of the Grand Canyon. So the bo main body of the work I'm doing, especially with Chaco, is centered on Chaco and then a number of pieces Grand Canyon as well. So I'm, I'm excited about, it's a little bit of a theme for me, but generally in the past, I go through a series of photographs that I've taken and select kind of the ideas from those. I'm going to have stacks of them, but and I'll even collage things together to get a new idea. Uh, but this is a little more um, focused. Wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and review some of the things you're working on. Okay. Yeah. Now, my intention first is to show paintings that I'm going to be sending to you imminently. I'm going to send because I know my inventory is a little depleted. Yes, so, I've yeah. down the pipe painting. <laughs> so I've got four pieces that I've been working on um, to get to you initially, and then the main body of the work for the show um, will be over the summer. But I'll start with a piece. I, I'm going to show you one more. Well, I'll show you a, a photograph. This is a white sands, and I'm sort of using this as a basis for coloration. And then I want to show, in, in terms of my artistic journey, here's a serigraph um, of 
white sands. And this is way back when. Well, there are things in oil paint that I just couldn't do. This is very detailed, this photo, this serograph, but the beauty of working with oils is uh, I can get much more in the way of, of mood and subtlety. And this is a recent painting. Uh, I finished just a few weeks ago, White Sands. Beautiful. See, I'm, I've got, I'm seeing you on the main screen here, but I'm not sure how to shift to just speaker. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, I'll hold this up a little closer too. So, there we go. No, that's pretty. Yeah, a lot of detail, but I'm, I mainly am real happy with this transition of color into here, warm versus cool, this focus compositionally that sort of sends a feeling of space back which is always what I'm looking for. I think it's so indicative of the beauty of being out in nature. So this white sand piece is coming to the gallery soon. Here's a really sweet little piece of, of Taos, so overview of Taos Mountain. And when Leroy talked about pointillism, well, I seem to have gotten off in this because it really does help create a sense of space and color in an unusual way. Mm -hmm. um, but this to me is so representative of Taos and the dramatic clouds that, that we see there in the summer night. I moved here to Mexico 11 years ago, having lived in Taos for 13 years and you know, many, many landscape artists have fallen in love with Taos yeah. because of the sense of space and then particularly because of the light. Because it's up at 7,000 foot elevation, it's a different quality of light than even what I see here. So, it's Taos. Yep. My homeland. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, Let's look at this. This is one of the pieces for the Grand Canyon. Oh, wow. Is that some prickly pear in the, in the Yeah, program? prickly pear. And what I'm really, this, the light's really lousy close up there. I, I wish I could, I have larger pieces, so I'm hesitant to move this whole thing closer. But I'm really happy with the atmospheric depth that's happened back here. And it's got a sense of composition that I like. Things are pointing here, little hint of the, of, uh, the Colorado River here. And this is from the South Rim. This is from my trip visiting there. Nice. Thanks. And this is kind of a return to Petronal and Abiquiu. Is that showing up okay? Yeah. It's just hard to get the detail. It, it's an impossibility on a, on a Zoom to do that, but right. we're getting the idea overall. Right, what okay. Creating. Our, yeah, Petronal, um, Abiquiu area. Now, I thought about this after the fact. I, 
this cloud was an element that I saw out riding my mountain bike on the West Rim Trail. Like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> out on the gorge, the mm -hmm. sweat back thunderhead. I thought, oh, that's really exotic. I got to shoot that. And I'd used it before in a different painting that was having to do with the gorge. Um, mm -hmm. But now I realize this looks like forest fires. <laughs> you know? oh, that's so sad what's happened to New Mexico. Yeah, but same effect. Um, <laughs> and well, things are creating space back here. It's what's happening in this. So, and then lots of detail that you can't see on camera, but it's very detailed out. Okay. Now I'm noticing the I'm noticing the scale of what you're showing us is a little bit smaller than uh, it is, and, and it's because I'm going to have to ship them to you, Leroy. I'm going to have to build a crate, and, yeah. And, and these these other ones are so much larger that I'll do my usual trip song and dance of transporting them <laughs> to my car. Okay, how I begin. Um, I'll often, as I said, use photographs. Sometimes I collage photographs. You know, so here, is, here, here is a shot of Taos Mountain, and I've put this hollyhock in front of it. And I haven't painted this, but I thought it was a good idea. It is the basis of this composition. How's that working? I'm going to move this camera just or the, my computer just a little bit closer. I think that would help. Let's see how this works. And then angle it down a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. There you go. Okay. So good. Uh, so I have a photograph and an idea. And then I work out composition on canvas. And I usually do this grid because uh, well, there's a photographic term for this. It's not the golden triangle, but there are certain, certain, certain points in composition that are really great for uh, getting a visual focus. And the beauty of having charcoal on canvas is if I don't like a line, I can just erase it, erase, wipe it off, and and readjust it. And that's you know I often am doing that because there's just something intuitive after um, so many years of painting now that where I get an intuitive idea of what's going to work best for me. Um, and. Leah, let's go to a couple of visuals here just to give you an idea of roughing in. Let's go to number three and then number four. And this will show one piece um, drawn in and started and, and then the finish. So there, this one shows the... Um, compositional design. And I've just started to do washes to rough in the darker shapes. And so this is my roadmap for beginning. That's really important to me because I'm after a balance visually and I'm after particularly 
getting a sense of space and depth because that to me is the beauty of New Mexico and the beauty of being outdoors is you see unlimited space, particularly in New Mexico where generally speaking on the lower lands, you don't have trees blocking the view. That's the finished piece. So, yeah, and this was actually from a few years ago. You sold this at the gallery, Leroy. And it's yeah. very much, this is from the uh, real Puerto Wash near Cabezon Peak, which is in the northwestern quadrant of New Mexico. And um, this is very similar to a piece I did many years ago called Sanctuary, and it was used for the Centennial of New Mexico Statehood stamp. I think I'm gonna breeze through now and show some uh, pieces that are underway. And this is, this is really showing kind of the, the challenges I have. Generally speaking, uh, when I am preparing for a show, I'll take all of the canvases that I've made, do the charcoal drawing, and then I rough in as quickly as possible each canvas um, by filling it, the whole thing with color. And sometimes I miss the mark, but at least I've committed to starting. And that's, that's half the battle is breaking the inertia. So here's a large piece of the Grand Canyon and it's my largest challenge at this point. I've got a lot of changes to make in this before I'm going to feel happy with it. And so you can see, that's beautiful. You see all the lines here drawing into it and, and work evolves as, I, as I'm progressing. This line here, I've decided that I'm going to put a cliff face, you know, uh, such as you would see back here in this location to get a sense of space that I want and to play off of this, which is kind of the focus. And I'm making changes in the ridge lines here. Uh, so this, this is gonna be the next piece I'll work on because it just has uh, a lot of challenges from what I committed to at first. And this is the nature of how I work. I choose, I, I go through all of the paintings, the drawings and rough them in. And then I choose the things that have the greatest problems from the start and solve those first. Other pieces, and I'll show you, are just have such a spirit about them to start with that I know they're good. So this is one of the Grand Canyon that I'll be working on next. Another one from the South Rim. And really enjoying this sense of space. Now see this one, to me, it's more cohesive already. You know, the, the color's working. It's not as fragmented as mm -hmm. that first piece. And the first piece actually was my first rough-in. That's an interesting thing about the process. As I work, my skill seems to unfold. And, and that happens with each series. It's, you know, <laughs> anyway, this, had, this is a good start. And this piece will come together more easily. And I'm really enjoying how this foreground area is pointing to help create the sense of space. The Grand Canyon really is a puzzle. 
and it's complex to portray because it has so many layers to it. Okay, one more of Grand Canyon. Much, much more subtle in lighting condition here, um, but the same idea, the foreground and shadowing and shaping using the tree. You can see I've drawn in here clouds that I intend to put, put in to amplify the composition. I'm excited. I think that's gonna turn out beautiful. It'll be fun. Oh, yeah. more detail. This piece I finished yesterday, and this is Chaco Canyon, Fajada Butte, and, and now we'll talk about Chaco Canyon. Suggests going as an introduction. There's a really wonderful program narrated by Robert Redford that's on Amazon Prime called The Mystery of Chaco Canyon. It's from a number of years ago, but it is, uh, Chaco Canyon is, it is a magical place, not only because of the subtlety of the environment, but the Native Americans who built uh, structures there aligned with astronomical uh, markers and um, tied to the seasons, tied to solstice. It, it's, it's, it's a mystery. It, it was a thousand years ago, they started building it. And like um, Taos Pueblo, multi, um, not condo, but multi-room uh, uh, structures. I think Pueblo Benito covers about three acres uh, of space. And, um, but the center to me of Chaco Canyon, looking down the canyon itself is Fajada Butte. And Fajada Butte, I think it's hard not to go to that place and get a sense of it being the main reason they settled there. So this is the feeling of Fajada Butte at uh, sunrise with Chaco Wash here. And I'm not sure this detail is showing that these mesquite bushes go back into the distance. I'm really happy with the feeling that the composition is creating a tension between this edge and the butte and this mountain in the far background. And this angle plays off of that. That's the chess game to me of, of composing, to get placement of objects in a composition, to create a sense of space, to get the lighting to work, to give you the feeling that you're out in nature alone and there's a solstice, a solace about that that's, that just feels affirming. So this is where all of the, the rest of my paintings are gonna head to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've had the opportunity to hike in there and it, it is beautiful and, and it, there is a, it, it, it is mysterious, um, but I, I you know, it was one of the largest trade centers in uh, the Southwest. It, it, it took 250 years for them to build all of the, the edifices there. And they found feathers. And yeah, so it was, you know, the, the mystery is that 
and curious thing about it is that they don't really find much in the way of grave sites there. And they think as many as 10,000 people may have been there at any one time, suggesting that it was a ceremonial center where they would come and have maybe celebrate solstice and then leave. Um, it's not necessarily inhabited. Right. Ongoing. Okay, here's another one of Fahada Butte. And hold this up because it's a little bit smaller. And it's in progress, a rough end. Now, this is a start that I really like. Is that up high enough, Leroy? Sean, yeah, you're fine. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah, and, and what I value about this is the sense of light. I like these planes between the plants going back here and this plane here, the darkness emphasizing that. It's rough, it's very rough, but it, it, it has, uh, it, it's a really good start. And as a finished piece, it will be amplified. Mm -hmm. um, and I, if only, I could paint like this and get away with it, Leroy. I know. Well, a lot of artists. So one, one day, one day of work, instead <laughs> of a month. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what makes you special. You know, you, know. you put a lot of detail on there. It, and it's just my nature to work that way. <laughs> you know, I, I invariably end up with a. It's called a a zero brush. You know, it's like an eyeliner. <laughs> well. Right, here's a couple of verticals that are interesting. I'm not sure if that's on. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm working on one of this sort of emphasis in the sky, and then I'm not happy with the rough end. So you see that I'm drawing into it before I get into the piece more. This has the same element down here of the wash. And Fahada Butte, but this time, uh, sunset, light, instead of the previous one, which was uh, morning. Yeah, that's going to be nice. Now this one, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I couldn't, you know, I really, normally I don't do anything with man-made features. And, and yet I couldn't not do some interpretation of the ruins. Well, I'm not happy with that. You know, I spent a lot of time painting this in, but it's to me, it's too flat. And so I'm going to have to figure out how to change its angle a little bit. And then I'm going to do this agave, which really isn't part of Chaco Canyon, but as a, a compositional element, I think it's going to be really interesting. Going again back to Fahada Butte. I did a rough end of this cloud and didn't like its shape. Now I'm going to do something that's more swept back here. Um, and yeah, this is the way it works. I rough it in and then I'll come down in the evening and look at all of them and think, oh, I see what's not working there. I'm going to go in a different direction. Do you, do you ever find a, uh, that you overwork a piece? No, I, I don't think so. I, you know, people, I, I've been around a lot of artists. This will be a good test. 
Um, yeah, Lee writes an interesting question, and it's the invariably it's the question people ask: How do you know how to stop? Yeah, and and especially because you're in detail. I work like, such detail that yeah, it may seem overworked to a lot of artists for sure. <laughs> but but it's it if I'm satisfied and and it ha- it's holding together, then you know it's good to go. I every once in a while have painting that I just struggle with. And I've got one buried back here that I started for last year's show. And I, I ultimately had to abandon it. I just said, no, I can't put that up. So yeah. that happens. But, you know, uh, they always say failures are a, a good lesson, you know, it, if nothing else to keep me humble. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, this will be fun for everyone that comes to my show to see all of these. Yeah, the finished works. Okay, now here are a couple of horizontal pieces. Oh my gosh, that is nice. Yeah, and you know, did I get all that in there earlier? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so here's the deal with Chaco. You know, it's wide open spaces out there. And it's, honestly, it's hard for me not to want to interpret the whole landscape there as a horizontal. And by choice, I threw in some of these verticals as an exercise for that reason. Mm-hmm. Just it's different. And I know these are more difficult to accommodate in a home as well. Um, but this is a really nice feeling that the sky and the light has elements of chocolate wash in it. It's a good start. And it has the feeling of this broad plane going back to a couple of mountains back here. So good start. And one more. This is um, the same in the canyon. You see, I'm playing off of this same butte here, except it has the feeling of Chaco Canyon going back in the distance to Bahada Butte. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, well. I'm, I'm really happy with this. And I'm also. The, cl- the clouds are perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm really happy with the composition of the sky versus the subtlety <laughs> of this and the lighting in this. And yeah, again, the line could just stop here. <laughs> no, but it's you know what's really fun about this is that I can start like this really loose, really fast, with the intention of mainly thinking about color and light. Mm-hmm. And then I can satisfy the other part of my being that has the to, has to trick, it, trick it out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah that's it that's it. i'm excited about well, we, we're excited I, I think that's uh fantastic i, I like the, that we are in todos santos right now visiting you yeah. in mexico um i would like to encourage people if they want to uh submit a question to doug do that in the chat box and that's usually in the upper right hand corner and we'll do that at the end of this yeah and leroy you know i 
I love having my friends come over to visit. My studio space is quite small. Mm -hmm. And I've had larger studios. This one's maybe 15 feet long and close to 30, 15 feet wide and 30 feet long. It's narrow and it's packed with equipment. And it, it's why it's always fun to come for an opening because I can see the paintings in the paintings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'd love to have people come and visit and see work in progress because it unpacks some of the mystery of, you know, how does this happen? And how does he do it? And oh my gosh, look how it's evolving. So um, yeah, I, I love to share. And if people have questions, please. Um, I want to uh, bring awareness to something that uh, is a big honor. The uh, New Mexico Magazine has pr is uh, producing something. What is that? Oh gosh, you know, every once in a while these things happen that I call mana from heaven. Uh, one was many years back to be asked to produce a postage stamp. And I asked them what for, and they said the centennial of New Mexico statehood. What an honor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, quite something. So I got a similar thing. I received a similar request through your gallery. Uh, they'd been contacted by New Mexico Magazine. New Mexico Magazine was first published in 1923. And so they're going to be having their centennial celebration. And as part of that, they're producing a calendar for 2023. I think it's going to press this week because I just saw the, the proofs. But every image in the calendar <laughs> is a painting of mine. So I'm they're, just... <laughs> they're beautiful. It's a, I saw the images. I'm like, oh. So yeah. for, for those of you who would like to, uh, we'll, we'll post more of that information they'll probably be coming out in the third quarter of this year uh maybe but we'll we'll do an e-blast for those who are interested in uh, acquiring that um i'd like to thank everybody for uh attending today's zoom podcast with doug west um like to encourage everybody to uh subscribe to our podcast on all the platforms uh, you can also find those uh, all the time at blueringgallery.com under podcasts also, I uh, want to encourage people to um, uh, follow us on uh, blueringprintshop.com where we can bring art into your everyday life. Um, let's go ahead and do, is there any questions that have Leroy, let me just say one clo closing thing. And, okay. Um, and that is that, you know, you post this question at the beginning, um, how we started working together. Mm -hmm. And one day I wandered into Blue Ring Gallery in Santa Fe, and I was, you know, I not, had not been represented in Santa Fe for, oh, well over a decade. And I thought, oh, this is going to be, you know, I'll just go and, and walk around Santa Fe and see if there's a gallery I like and how they treat me. And I, and I went to a couple of galleries that, no, this is not quite the right mix, and people never talked to me. And then I wandered into Blue Rain. And Peter was there and we started talking and ultimately found, knew my work. We, and he said, well, you've got to come back and talk with Leroy. I think we'd like to have a show with you. And that was 12 years ago. And moreover, you've given me the opportunity to focus on my painting. I gave up printmaking at that time. And that the deadline of an annual show is what's fed my growth as an artist. So thank you so much. And thank you, Leroy, for giving <laughs> me 
giving me the latitude to do whatever I want. You never, ever said a word. And that's in in the art world with dealers, that's a big deal. So you're you're the best. Thanks for having trust and giving us an opportunity. So let's ask some questions. Okay. Um, This is from uh, Denise uh, Dunham. How does meditation affect your creativity? Uh, I know Denise, and and we have a a meditation sangha that we uh, meet regularly with. Yeah, I think that meditation goes hand in hand with being creative. You know, I spend so much time alone, and painting, particularly in detail, is like a journey within because you're always watching your thoughts as you're doing some minutia. Um, uh, meditation affects my response to life in general. I'm not sure about art that has to unfold over time, but I think of it as a, a calming influence and makes me less reactive so that maybe if I'm having angst with a painting, I'm, I can chill about it. <laughs> so um, Cynthia asked if, we're, if this is going to be recorded. Uh, Cynthia, yes. This will be uh, recorded and placed on the podcast platforms that we have, including blueringgallery.com. Um, Barbara asked, as an owner of a couple of screen prints some 35 years ago, um, when did you switch to oils? I switched to oils, oh gosh, maybe in 1997. I took a plein air painting workshop up in Taos, Um, at Donner Ranch, and that was my introduction back into oil painting from college days. And um, then when I owned a gallery in uh, Arroyo Seco in, uh, gosh, I'm going to get the years mixed up here, probably seven, no, yeah, 1999 uh, or 97 painting, yeah, by the time that I started working with you, Leroy, was really when I did that was a full time to it, and that would have been 2009. Well, I was going to say, you know, the, those those first oil paintings were uh, not as detailed, or you, you've really refined yourself. Yeah. Like, and what we're getting out of you now is completely different. Well, and in fact, I didn't call Leah up for this, but there's a, if she wants, if she wants to quickly put this on uh, item number five as a early plein air. And it's interesting as an example of um, how my work has evolved over time. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's done in a couple of hours outdoors. That, that probably, that's Taos. It probably is um, 1999, something like that. And so while I'm still a printmaker, but I'm just playing with oils. And yeah, I thought that expressionistic putting down colors would be good, but it's not who I am. It's not, and and the printmaking, the detail in printmaking speaks to that as well. Uh, I'm much happier with a refined look. And that's what I've got now. Okay, Leo, you can take that down. Well, that's what makes you special, um, that detail, because most people don't want to go through that process. It's hard. Well, it's hard, but, it, but I, I trust that collectors will understand that this is a well-crafted, intentional represent, representation of beauty and of nature. Okay. Is there any more questions earlier? 
Well, Doug, thank you for your time today. We had a great time. Nice visiting with you. Always right. <laughs> thank you for uh, watching Blue Rain Gallery podcast. Yeah, and thanks to all of you who have attended. <laughs> thanks. All right. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Hey, 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 hey,